0: Welcome to episode 298. We are closing in quickly on 300 of This Is Whole Life. And this week, we welcome Pastor Ken back to the studio, Pastor Jeff, everyone is back. And this week, we were talking about a rise to Old Testament spiritual justice. And I wasn't really sure what that meant until we got into the message, and then Ken gave us a 60-second synopsis, which I was really impressed, I believe. But according to my watch, you finished way early on the I did, 60 Did seconds. it in
1: about 45 seconds? Yeah,
0: I think it was about 42, 43, yeah. something like that. So you were spot on. myself a
1: little extra time just in case, you know.
0: Well, we're used to it because here when, when Ken will come in, we'll tape the podcast, and then we'll go and we'll do a little promo for something upcoming, and Ken will say, oh, I think I can do that. In like-. It's almost like name that tune. Ken yeah. starts at about a minute and goes, I can do that in 45 and do it better. He's like, you know, what would be better, the 35 version? And then whew, whew, down it goes to 35 yeah. and he smiles and he just goes, that's it, I'm done. And he wa- He's like George Costanza. He wants to leave on the high note. Exactly. Don't say another word. Just walk out the door. And Drop it works. The mic. Drop the mic. It works. But before we get started today, Matt, here it is. Ken is back. We are going to get to your question. Jeff is back. <laughs> <Jeff is> because <back. laughs> Jeff might end up answering this question. This, this question is from when, again? This, this was from January 29. January 29. Yeah. What, what's today's
1: day? Oh, wow. uh,
0: yeah, I know. So we're a little bit behind.
1: Okay. But Man. Bernie and I. I blame you. Uh, just you, so you know. You should. I do. You should uh because Matthew it's not Jeff and I's fault. We wanted to answer this question a long time ago and it was just like, you know,
0: <laughs> if we had only known.
1: Yeah. So, it is what it is, but uh
0: And Bernie says I owe him lunch, so yeah, you, uh, do. you know, Matt, I get in touch with me. Don't stop asking, Matt. Yeah, the don't stop asking because we're we do we, We're on
1: top of Randy from here on out. <laughs> your answers will be there. In fact, you, I say that we give you priority.
0: That's it. I well, that's it. You go to the front of the line because I now have access to the chat roll, and I was just on there before. Don't make uh, the excuses. Guys came just in. ask the
1: question. Just let's, ask the, let's get let's this get done. The... <laughs> let's not take any chances.
0: Okay, so going back to January twenty ninth, this was our arise with God's Spirit message, and the question was, how do we know the growth areas we need to obey in?
1: How do we know the growth areas we need to obey in? You know, I think that's such a great question because the fact of the matter is is that we all have blind spots in our life, right? Mm. I mean, that's in the problem with a blind spot is you don't know it's a blind spot because you don't know it's there. (laughs) If you knew it was a blind spot, you'd work on it, right? I hope so. And so I think that one of the, Good things that God does for all of us is He doesn't change us all at once. I think it'd be pretty overwhelming if God laid it on you all the things that were not right in your life and all the problems and all the ways you need transformation. I think mm. it'd be a little bit overwhelming. The good news is God chisels away, just like with a sculpt. When you're sculpting something, it's it's not not fast. And he sculpts; he takes what you can handle. And so, Matt, how do you know what God's trying to take? Um, he'll take it. Ooh, you'll know it. He'll uh, he'll speak to you. You'll feel your conscience. You'll hear. You'll have people around you. Uh, often, people the people that God surrounds me with are are His chosen instruments for helping me uh, learn what what's needing to go. But you know, they'll you know, people say to you, "Well, you know, you really hurt me when you did this," or you know, "You're a little bit harsh," or or hey, could you you know, and and those are times where I just try to you know, if you can set aside defensiveness. Mm -hmm. Um, and just ask God to allow you to be changed, that's where real growth will take place. But generally speaking, like I said, for me, my experience in life is that uh, that God usually does a pretty good job of laying in front of me the things that I need to change when I need to change them.
2: You know, one of the things, Matt, if if you look at that question, the question is, how do I know the things that I need? Sometimes we don't, like Ken said, that's a blind spot. But a lot of times if we have our eyes open to the needs of others first mm. and we see some you know we see somebody else that may need uh, our help or are serving them it helps us to kind of get a better grip in terms of what's going on inside because you'll see a lot of stuff and resistances and all those kinds of things that pop up whenever you start to realize that I'm taking focus off myself, and then I'm looking and I'm seeing better when I see things from mm-hmm. myself.
0: Mm-hmm. So, what you're saying is it's going to be difficult. <laughs> <laughs> yes the, an- the the
1: answers yeah. were easy. The answers, are, for instance, yeah. one of the things I would guess that uh, Matt, that God's working on your life is patience. <laughs> Because it took us so long to get to this, this must be one of the things that God is working on. Trust. Us. I don't know, Matt. I don't know at all. I'm just, I'm just joking with you. So. Oh my but, goodness! But uh, we are sorry for taking so long to get to this question. It was a really good one.
0: It is a good question. And this week, I think we're gonna we. Well, I know we're gonna have more questions because even just in the Q and A, there was a lot of people firing off questions that they wanted answered. And to start with, I had questions right off the bat because. When you said justice and righteousness were the same thing, mm-hmm. we were talking biblically. Yeah. And at face value, in our current vernacular, I'm like, let's, I mean, I'm, yeah, I really can't hear well. me. My, my head's by the microphone. I'm scratching my head like you can see me doing this, but you probably can't hear it either.
1: I just thought you were pulling your hair there for a yeah, second. do it, I can his hair out.
0: But I did look them up in the dictionary, and actually, they're closer than I thought. Mm-hmm. Justice, just behavior or treatment, the quality of being fair and reasonable the administration of the law or authority in maintaining this. And then righteousness, the quality of being morally right or justifiable. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it didn't – maybe everyone else was like, oh, yeah, that that makes sense. I I was completely surprised and I didn't think it was that close. You kind of set it up that politics are borrowing these words. These are not words that they have – that they created. These are things they're co-opting of themselves and then using them as dividers in our culture. So I just didn't feel like those two even belonged together and then even past that and then you brought in Mishpat and Sedek. Sedek. I mean I knew I was going to get that one wrong. I wrote it down and I was like I should spell it like it <laughs> I say it
1: with confidence uh but that's just uh is it Jeff, do you have a Sedek?
0: <laughs> Sedek? Yeah. Okay. There
1: you go. That's the better.
0: Is it? Okay. But both of those When you think of those two things as you presented them, uh, Mishpat was giving people what they are due, whether punishment or protection or care. That's a different idea of justice than exists in my world or in my immediate thought of, well, what's what's
1: justice? What do you immediately think of when you think of justice?
0: Uh, Immediately, is it kind of that eye for an eye?
1: Yeah. Um, And kind of has to do more with punishment than it does with uh, giving people what they're, you know, even.
0: Balancing the scales, okay. Or I listen to a lot of true crime and wrongfully convicted people podcasts, mm-hmm. where you think, man, these people just need some justice. Like the person that you can pretty clearly see probably did it, or you know, we just we need to clear this up. And you get angry, and and that, that this is such an injustice that someone is sitting in prison. And I know that's a, and most <laughs> of us don't know probably somebody personally in prison, but we've heard of stories. And then you just – but giving people what they are due, that's a – and and one of those things that can be due is protection or care. Mm-hmm. That raises the bar on kind of what I should be thinking about when I'm thinking about justice of any kind, I guess, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because
0: it goes, it goes all the way across. Yeah. Man. And then Sadiq S- – Sadek? So that, we'll have uh, Jeff our, so that, our our Hebrew yeah, speaking. Uh,
1: like we don't. I mean, it's uh, who knows what they spoke back then, right? Um, but
0: you said day. I just
1: I've found that the best way to do it is just, just say it with confidence, okay. and then people. <laughs> and about ninety eight percent, ninety nine percent of the people out there won't know the difference anyway. So and eventually it'll be changed. I can barely <laughs> I can barely pronounce my own name, so it's uh, I just.
0: But Sadek so said, day to day living in which a person conducts all relationships with fairness generosity, and equity. Oh, but then you also went on to immediately say, well, the <laughs> the Jews couldn't get this right. And the only way they could get it right was... By Jesus coming to yeah. impart yeah. salvation, and it's so that's important, an,
1: uh, you know. And I think it's important to say it's not—it's not just the Jews who can't get it right. It's—it's right. it's, it's every <laughs> single it's one right. of us. There's nobody right. Nobody can get this right. And that's kind of one of the points that Jesus makes, um, as he is as, as we hear him speaking in the Gospels, is that only he, yeah. was able to get it right.
0: But for us now, that was what I immediately thought too. Was well, we like to think that we are smarter and that you know because we have the story of Jesus and we have his his legacy to look at, his ministry to look at, and how he interacted with people. And of course, right down the center, he does it just right all the time, every time. And I think to myself, man, when you got to, well, let's see, (laughs) protection, maybe care, I don't know, or fairness, generosity, and equity, it's tough to know what those things are sometimes when There's a lot of bad things that happen in our world and there's a lot of bad things that have happened to people that we all know. And when you're kind of invested in that person and you see their pain and maybe you only know one side of it because you never met the other person or – but clearly I can think of – I was just in my head like five, six, seven people that have had things that have caused other people to serve jail time, uh, major offenses and how it is just – Devastated their lives and, and made them almost incapable of maybe what someone would call normalcy, or to be able to have normal relationships, or and then you go, I know it applies to everyone. So, but then you're going to say generosity and equity and fairness. Yeah. And in our, how do we know what God's idea of fairness or equity or generosity would be when we when we deal with some of these situations when we're trying to Maybe help. Maybe it's maybe it's us. Maybe this has happened to us and we need to think about those. That seems like a a really tall, a really tall bag to fill. Yeah,
2: this is such a I mean, I, as I was listening to Ken speak, it is such a good study. And I was so glad that you said that. You know, for us to understand the New Testament, we really have to understand the Old Testament. And the Old Testament understanding of justice is actually so much more like Christ when you really tease it out and study it. Because that's what Christ was saying when he says, you have heard this and you have heard, but I say. What he's really doing is he's bringing in these two factions that we have split up and we said eye for an eye is the only Old Testament justice. And that's not true. And that's what Jesus is saying. We did these things so that you could feel a sense of maybe security, maybe a sense of balance in your life. But man, you got to realize equitability was much more of what Jesus was talking about too in his mercy saying, the law was set up not so that you guys could you know, basically prosper. That's not what the law—the law was set up so that we could all live in community and understand God's deeper sides rather than just prosperity.
1: I think that one of the, the just so important things to remember is that, that the God of the Old Testament is also the God of the New Testament. And so when Jesus shows up and says, you've heard it said, but I say to you— Jesus is the one who gave the law yeah. Yeah. in the Old Testament, yeah. and there's this tendency to think that somehow Jesus is overriding. But what I really think Jesus is trying to say is, you've heard your teachers interpret it this way, but this is what I meant yeah, exactly. when I said it. Just yeah. so you know, yeah. this is what I meant, okay. and, and this is what I was trying to say to you. I did this because of your hard hearts, and he says that yeah. in another place. I, I, you know, I allow you to do this, but that wasn't what I was trying to— you know, Because I, I understand the reality of human life, and I think that's one of the things that we, we often as human—we uh, we apply Scripture in a pretty harsh way. When when Jesus himself understood the realities, he, what he, Jesus was trying to say is, hey, there is a best way of doing things, and I've let you know what it is. But when you fall short, I also get that. I get yeah. that, that human life is not easy and that there are not easy—and I get that you have hard hearts— and guess what? There's mercy and grace there for you as well. So, Jesus is incredible, and in the Old Testament is is so much better than most people give it credit for. You hear about, oh, it's the Old Testament God, this, that, another, same one, same God, both places. And what happens is we get we get spiritually lazy in our study, mm-hmm. and we don't really look into what's really happening in those chapters where things happen that we don't. Like to hear, like to see, and we don't read the whole Bible in its full context and and really see what's going on. As I said a couple you know months ago, I think when we were talking about Jonah, what it, Jonah knew exactly who God was. That's why he didn't want to go to Nineveh. He didn't want to go to Nineveh. He didn't want to go because he's I know exactly who you are. You're slow to anger and great in mercy, and I just don't want to, I don't want that to happen to these bozos over here. And so yeah. I mean, so I mean that's that's one of the things I think we have to recognize that that the same God that's in the Old Testament is the same God in the New Testament, and vice versa. And to truly get some of the depth of what Jesus is trying to say, you have to understand some of the old scriptures, these quoting Old Testament scriptures that he's quoting from.
0: I get that part too, and I know that I can hear someone in the back saying, "Yeah, but Lord, what about the Old Testament God?" Where. And I didn't – oh, I just had his name and it. Um, his two sons, they tried to keep the Ark of the Covenant from falling over. That was the priest, right? The priest. Yeah, sons.
1: you're talking about um, – Was it yeah, – uh... No, you made my brain freeze too. <laughs> no, it wasn't could... actually the two sons. It was uh, – you're talking about when David was bringing the Ark of right. the oh, Covenant oh, well. into – And they uh, tried to
0: keep it from falling over the God, and they, yeah. they immediately died. Uh, oh, Do you remember – Hophni and
1: uh... – No, no, no. That's, Not, that's, no, that's, uh, that's Eli. Eli's sons. Eli's sons, Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. I knew Eli sounds, but I couldn't. As soon as, and that's what I. Those are the I, names. See, this that is came.
1: like basic uh, Pathfinder trivia. Pathfinder so yeah. I, I know, know right? Believe <laughs> I'm blanking out on the moment, but, but yes. But you know,
0: if you take that story, and then you take like uh, Lot's wife, mm-hmm. don't don't turn back. Right, and everyone can go think about a place that you loved, that you lived, and even though it was evil, and the angels said, "Don't look back," and all these different stories in the Bible of just seemingly. I mean, you were told not to. I mean, the instructions were there. But in the case of the Ark, it's like, well, uh, yeah, but it was going to fall and it was going to break. And that would have been tragic. And so I'm I'm going to save it. I'm going to be the hero. And it's like, you know, you're dead. and you,
1: Justice. You know, yeah. Yeah,
0: the evil, you know, the, the quick hand of justice. Right. You're turning around for one last look at your beloved home and, you know, you turn into a pillar of salt. And,
1: Boy, yeah, that feels like a good uh, pick. Uh, it feels like a good topic <laughs> for when it's time to. Come up with uh, sermons for me to Sermon preach on, on. right? It was like what was the series that we call that? We're well, doing that And That's again. not
2: just Old Testament. Then you got the story of
1: of, uh, of sophi- um, Ananias, Ananias and, 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 Sapphira. and Sapphira. Yep. So uh, I think the same that's thing where happens there. Essentially, yeah. they they're they're both dropped for lying for lying, right? And that one I almost get. I mean, I'm not
0: saying I don't get, but <laughs> you I mean, do, huh? no, but the one, the, but really, <laughs> it's always the one, the the arc, right? I mean, the arc is just like well. We're not again. You're not trusting God to just do what God wanted to do or knew would happen, and knew in this case. Well, and so it just seems and, and tough that, to make those to draw those conclusions that it's the same God and the same, you know, like the same rules apply when it it doesn't always seem that way.
1: Yeah, and that's and this is not me trying to justify um, what happened there um, because I don't have to, and God doesn't have to either, for that matter. But I think one of the things I take out of that story is just. That a lot of times I try to defend God when I don't need to you know I'm trying to save God's reputation when God's pretty perfectly I mean you think about that that thing tipping over really wasn't if you believe that that God is all powerful and created earth and all this good stuff he probably can take care of his own arc when it's teetering around on the other hand you got to feel for the guy because you can you can totally relate to just sticking out your hand that's I, I, yeah just that's to it, stop yeah. it from happening mm-hmm So, but uh, that's—I feel like that's probably a good sermon. Yeah, there's so many things that play
2: in all of those. You're right. We probably should have a sermon series on these (laughs) weird happenings that always get attributed to God. By the way, but you also have to realize that Jesus called that kind of thing sleeping. (laughs) Too, we have to realize too that death is not the final punishment, and death—death is not that final. So
0: there's there's lessons in there somewhere. Well, there may be. Right? I'm just saying that well, there? there's we lots do, of factors.
1: I think as human beings, when we read a lot of this, we do take—you know, what what we don't know is what people's eternal fates are.
2: Yeah, and
1: yeah. and uh, as human beings, probably very understandably, we take death to be the worst thing that possibly can happen to a person when that's not what Jesus taught. Um, mm-hmm. Jesus taught that there's, there's something— worse than dying here on this earth, and it was basically not uh, choosing to be in a relationship that, that will last for eternity with Him. And so I think that— Reframing that, then. Yeah. I think that one of the things that God takes a dim view of is is injustice, and when we are hurting those around us. and And, and so a lot of times in the Old Testament, when we see things happening— We don't take into account the injustice that's been going on there in just the same way that most, you know, I've changed my position on the death penalty over the years. I used to be in favor of it. I used to think it was a good idea. I'm not there anymore, and the reason I'm not there is not because I don't think that there's a place for the death sentence, Um, and now I'm going to get myself in trouble with those of you who have a feeling strong one way or the other, but I'll just be honest out there. Where I'm at with it is because we live in such an imperfect system. I think it's very easy to—once you take a life, you can't give it back. So that's my hang-up with the—if we worked in a perfect justice system, for me, there are some people that do some things that is just probably not good for them to be in society because they're just going to keep hurting and maiming and, and taking other people's lives and ruining lives left and right. And it's not that I want to see terrible something terrible happen to them. But I also don't want to see something terrible happening to innocent people who – and so, so while I will go down the road of not wanting to to see capital punishment happening because I think we live in an imperfect justice system that has a proven track record of discriminating and we take the life of the marginalized far more than we do of those in power positions. That, you know, two people commit murder, the same murder if you are in a more privileged situation, you're far less likely to get the death penalty in the first place. So that's where kind of my hang-up is with things. But when I look at it, we have to understand that there's sometimes where, from from my viewpoint, I think that God had to do some things to protect innocent people. And it's Mm -hmm. not something that he enjoys or likes, but There are things that really matter when it comes to God caring about his children. It's just like, you know, if one of my children is abusing my other child, I want to do something to stop it, to prevent it.
0: Well, I think justice too. I think more and more people are kind of becoming aware of and they're being exposed to through many different mediums, podcasts being one of them, of what our criminal justice system really is about in the – not, it's not even in a lot of cases It's it's – it's not even being hidden anymore. things can be fabricated, and people can be sent to jail for basically nothing. There's thousands of cases out there and like you said, when maybe there's something that would
1: uh people that are so tormented inside it might even be doing them a favor if they were not here but when i lived what, yeah when I lived in Nashville, and here's here's something I want people to you know I want you to kind of put yourself in a situation really quickly if you you know if you are pro death penalty, I want you to think for a second. You know, where are you at when it's somebody that matters to you? Yeah. Um, and that's one of the things that's really kind of changed my perspective. I had some people that have been very close to me that have done undoubtedly some things that were really wrong. And what I really wanted was for the system to give them another chance. Now, I don't have that same mercy on somebody I don't know yeah, or, right. or somebody who's doing something to me. But I remember up in Nashville, we had a um, – <laughs> he was the only – The only Seventh day Adventist elder behind bars on death row. Um, This was, yeah, this guy was on death row. He became an Adventist after he had, he admitted that he had murdered his wife brutally. Uh, He went to prison, became a Seventh day Adventist in prison, was so active in bringing people to Jesus in prison that one of the churches, one of the Adventist churches in Nashville that had been working with him made him an elder in their church <laughs> wow. so that he could officially be doing what he was doing behind bars. And, and his time for execution came up, and it was amazing to me how many of, how many people who were in the pro-death penalty camp wanted to see him go ahead and have his sentence commuted down to life because they knew him. They knew what he was doing. They knew he'd changed his life around. Um, but if you don't know the person, yeah. then it changes things for you. And, and so I think one of the things we have to do is we look at positions that we hold and that we hold dear to ourselves is just ask ourselves if I was in that position, how would I feel about it? If it was somebody that I really loved, and that doesn't mean that we don't change, that we change our mind on things, or it doesn't. But what it does mean is it at least gives us a little bit more empathy for people out there who are going through things and it's really easy to on the justice side of things really go over onto the an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth when we don't have empathy but when when we do have empathy we start doing things like what Jesus said which was turn the other cheek yeah and looking for ways to show mercy and and to to be merciful as our as our father in heaven is and again, this I, what I'm not trying to make is a case for any one particular thing. Whatever people believe, that's you sure. know think about it and believe it. That's you know work on it, yeah, whatever you think. But I do think that again, that as a is a is a society we have really done a poor job in recent years of practicing empathy and thinking about where you would come down, were you in that situation or oh, somebody that you love.
0: Well, I think, too, the the problem is we make assumptions about, well, everybody in jail is guilty. Mm-hmm. And that that's prob- – well, I'll say it with confidence. That's not true, maybe of some things. And then the, the old adage of, well, if they weren't guilty of that, they probably did something else and they're just getting time for that. And it's like, well, that's not the way our justice system is supposed to work. And then number two, three, when you see there's a lot of shows, a lot of media that are showing, and one of them being um, it's a podcast called Ear Hustle, which is actually produced by the inmates of San Quentin prison. Mm-hmm. And if you've never listened to it, I mean, obviously these are incarcerated people, so there are there's a lot of language and colorful stories and things that go on in prison that you know wouldn't be for the young the young at ears, but it's a true life. And to me, there's been a lot of changing of my mind when you start to hear people that, oh, so-and-so started this program and they believed in me. And then I wanted to be better. Or this guy was, you know, big, tough, whatever. And he came and just kept his nose clean. And he taught people how to play guitar. He killed three people and he knows he can't ever do anything about it except just become a better person. And it's like, horrific things, but would you be the guy that's going like, yeah, we need to put that guy to death? And you're thinking, no, he's he's changed and maybe he doesn't deserve to get out. That's a question for the system and, and whatever. But it just seems like there's an immediate, and we do it every day to other people too, where it's just like we make this assumption and well, that's what the, that's what it is. And then like you said, you kind of push him off to the side. Then it doesn't give us a chance to get to know them. It doesn't give a chance for us to maybe be friends and find out more or find out if there's a way that we could come alongside them like Bernie talked about last week and walk through the crowd with them and i just thought that these two things were
1: you you guys do you remember hearing that the story about the judge who uh, was sentencing a guy that had stolen a loaf of bread in a town this guy i it's an old preacher story that i've heard a billion different times but you know this this judge is sentencing a guy. He bought he he stole a loaf of bread, and when he when the judge asked the guy why he did it, he says because I'm hungry and I'm broke and I don't have any money. And I needed to give feed my family, and so the judge uh, fines every person in the courtroom <laughs> like a dollar or five dollars for living in a town that would allow somebody to be hungry to the point that they had to steal food. Oh, no. And then they used that money to pay this man's fine for for what he did. And I just tell that story because going back to righteousness and justice, um, we often go ahead and blame people for things that, yes, were their decision. Did, did that man have to steal the loaf of bread? He did not have to. But we also sometimes don't take the responsibility we ought to take for allowing societal injustice to take place and create a society where people find themselves in impossible situations yeah. um, that that are hard for us to even begin to imagine to fathom have live yeah. live through them
0: so how do we or should we balance our relationship with God and our relationship with others you said the weightier issues are justice, mercy, and faithfulness I
1: didn't actually say that
0: <laughs> Did, didn't you I didn't I, wrote it, I typed it out as you were saying yeah, it. Did right. I get it wrong?
1: Well, no, I didn't say that. I'm, I was <laughs> quoting someone. Were you? Who was you quoting? I was Ken? quoting Jesus, <laughs> just to be clear. <laughs> just to be clear. I was like, I'm pretty sure. I, like, I did out. say that. You but did say I, that, no. I, I, I was reading it, and I think that's important. I, I think that one of the things I would like to, to hope is that when I'm saying things, I'm, I'm hoping that, I'm not just giving you my opinion on something but I'm sharing with you what what the Bible is saying what in and to me when Jesus says something that's even more important there but yeah Jesus Jesus says the weightier issues that's not Ken saying that Jesus right. says that and and for me what that tells me is that yeah it goes back to the parenting metaphor that I used a little earlier if you if you are kind and loving to my children and you're kind of a little bit mean to me, it's a lot easier than if you're kind to me and you're mean to my kids. Yes, yeah, it, Which is not saying that you know, I want people to be mean to me, and it's not saying that God is saying, oh, it's okay to be disrespectful to him or not be loving to him. But if you are mean to God's kids, God cares about that. God, being not a selfish being, cares when others are being mean to his children, to the people that that he created. And so I think it's just incredibly important for us to remember that. I just think that sometimes in Christianity we get so wrapped up in doing what's right in our relation, personal relationship with God. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I really kind of almost re- uh, rebel a little against that word personal relationship with God because I'm just not sure that there is a relationship with God outside of community. Mm. That That this kind of this idea that it's just me and God that matters— Mm, that it's just you just don't see that in the Bible. You just don't see it there. That it's that our relationship with God is important, but it's it what's happening in the world around us. And how we're responding to the world around us tells us what kind of relationship we have with God in the first place.
0: Introverts are typing questions for next week's episode right now. <laughs> Good, right away. <laughs> <laughs> They're like personal. I can only handle. I can only handle me and God. I this can't isn't, handle anybody this is, else.
1: <laughs> let's, but let's also you now, Jeff can speak to this a little bit more. But being an introvert or extrovert has is all about where you get your energy from. It's not not so much about whether you like or dislike people, or dislike community. Yeah, I mean, in,
2: introverts and extroverts are all part of the community. Sure, yeah, and that's you know you're right. Energy and the experience of drawing in or drawing out, how I internalize or externalize my relationships. Still, you are all needing community. I, I agree to- wholeheartedly with that. I don't think God can be understood outside of community.
1: It's and that's one of the that's one of the reasons when people say, "Oh, I can have a relationship with God." without going to church. I don't need church. That's where I'm like, yes and no. Do you have to go to church to be in a relationship with God? No. But is church part of having a relationship with God? I think it is. I think it's part of being in community, and all too often we run away from the pain of community when the pain of the of community is one of the tools I believe God uses to transform our characters and make us better people, so
0: no, it's it's hard I, to come back though to a community I, where you've been hurt. So incredibly that's definitely hard.
1: Yeah, and I think I think the Old Testament actually
2: was God's attempt to try to create community to invite other nations into. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't about an exclusivity. Or finding a club that they're the only going to be the favored ones, but this was about God
1: creating. This is what real community looks like, at least he, until the promised land, right? Well, let me well, give. You, well, let me go ahead and give you a little preview of this week's sermon based on the the promised cool. land comment. Everybody in between now and and uh, this next Saturday when I'm preaching, go grab a map of the world and look at where the Holy Land is located, where Israel is located. And if you if you really want to get some extra credit, go and and look at um, look up Google just what was significant about there. And and I'll just go ahead and quickly tell you. But go look and see if I'm making this up. God didn't pick the the promised land randomly. In other words, He didn't say to Abraham, "Hey, go to this land because He's like, ah, it's some free space there. Or there's some people I hate there, so you go there and wipe them out." That's not what God did. God sent Abraham to a place where, if his descendants had had gone there and populated the way he had dreamed, God had wanted them to, they were right in the in the middle of the prime trade routes of the of the known world at that time. In other words, everything came through there. Everything it was it was smack dab in a place where you every kind of trade was going to have to come through that place to funnel to any other place in the world in that in the known world at that point. And so what becomes so important about this is that if they had been sharing the gospel like they should have been, it would have gone out to the entire world from there. It would have gone everywhere because everything was coming through. But instead of believing that it was for sharing, they believed it was for hoarding, the same way that Christians do today. So we're not any better. Nobody's any better. (laughs) But you know, it's like the Christianity that I've seen that – and I've literally seen this where in one of the cities I worked in – we had somebody who put up billboards around the city that were something to the effect of turn or burn kind of things it was like you know if you don't do this or this you're going to hell and w- the person was approaching me like hey w- not probably a great tactic for bringing people to jesus and they said and, and the <laughs> comment was well they've been warned <laughs> oh well ow, they've been warned ow, ow, ow. well have they have yeah, they I, been I, warned I, is that how you think jesus would want them to be warned so there's a lot of ways that we think that we're spreading the gospel when, in fact, we're we're probably more like crushing it out of people and, and putting burdens on them that are incredibly hard for them to bear, rather than walking alongside them in community. And that's what God had in mind when he put his people on the promised land. He's putting them in this place where they could have been this huge blessing to the world around. The whole world would have had to come through there, and they'd been like, wow, look at this nation. Look at how amazing things are for them. And if if their God is that great, don't we want him? And so God's goal was never for the, to create just a, one place for his people. It was to spread it out to the entire world.
0: If only they had embraced tent revivals in the...
1: I'm sure that would have been the ticket. That would have been it. That would have we been been could have,
0: we'd, Well, of course, we probably wouldn't be here doing that. Have you ever podcast. done a tent revival? I have been to... I've never been to a tent revival. I've been to... More Daniel and Revelation seminars than
1: I. Well, I've done both done of those. those. I did. I when I, I was mean, in high school, I did a tent revival with uh, my pastor. I got to preach in it. And he had me wearing where? a white dinner jacket with a black bow tie.
0: Black bow tie in a
1: tent. Woo! People seeing on hey. Another, another image. Uh, they, tell uh, me,
0: tell me, there's pictures from this event. <laughs>
1: not that <laughs> you can find.
0: <laughs> By the way, if any uh, friend, you know Ken's friends are listening, yeah. it's podcast at Whole <laughs> Send those pictures in, and I'll promise I'll send you something really nice. No, just kidding. No, it, it, that is, you know, I've I've heard that from a not said quite so eloquently, but more in a kind of a thrown together. This is kind of what I believe in, in that same scenario. And it always makes me wonder why we, we, we try to keep it to ourselves or we, or is it that we can't agree on one message that we can send because either we have to be turn and burn or we have to be, it's a free for all. You do what you want. One saved, always saved. You no, know, there's, there's all these different catchphrases on all the sides of this. And is it just that we can't get together with a unified message that just says, Jesus loves you, he will figure everything out and just, you know, come come and hang out and, and just let us love you, let him love you, and we could probably make that work, but we just don't? I don't uh, – it just seems well, like –
1: Well, we're humans, Randy, so we're working on it. <laughs> ah, doggone it. Fortunately, Whole Life is an amazing place, and <laughs> we would definitely invite people into the crossroads of Orlando way. to – Absolutely, come experience Jesus. We're I just to thought make that was work.
0: really cool, though the, that uh, the way your issues are justice, mercy, and faithfulness, mm-hmm. and to just think about that versus what we what we get hung up on. That was a. I just thought that was one of the, maybe the best parts. And, and of the And that really
1: makes sense when you start thinking that justice and righteousness are synonyms; that they're the same Oof. word in that in that language. That it's the same idea. And so when when Jesus talks about be righteous, as your heavenly Father is righteous he's talking not about some, I think we 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 get a real distorted view of what righteousness is somehow we can be you know just nasty nasty people in our relationships in life but as long as we're you know keeping the 10 commandments
0: sabbath and tithe like you yeah. said
1: in the message that that
0: that really rung that, that rung true to me very yeah. true
1: that that's an easy way to just I want to do a, t- a series on the Ten Commandments because pretty, they're pretty fascinating when you actually break them down. If you really start looking at the weightier issues in them, you know, when it talks about taking God's name in vain, we usually take that to, you know, not swearing or not actually using God's name. And, and all of that, I think, has its place and purpose. But I think the bigger thing that was being tried to say there is don't misrepresent God. <sighs> I mean, we Ouch. call ourselves Christians— And I know at that time they called themselves, you know, it was the Jewish nation, the Israelites. But basically if you take on God's name, if you – when you behave in a bad way as one of God's children, you're you're taking his name in vain. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, that – I think we probably should do one on that because now I'm a little – no, good. I'm going to sleep tonight. <laughs> Thanks, Ken. You're welcome. I'm here for you. <laughs> no, seriously, that, that would be— The velvet sledgehammer. Well, we're about to—you know, I had that in here somewhere. Did we miss it? Did I miss the sledgehammer this week? Cause, uh, or does that come later? Well, we'll keep reading on, and we might get there. We're about, now we're down to questions from the Q&A. And All right. We, and we had a okay. bunch. Denise asked, can you tie in Jesus' words, give to Caesar what is Caesar's, and God what is God's, to today's message?
1: Can you tie in? Give to what to Caesar is Caesar's, and to God what is God? Yeah, I think, I think that's a. I, I think just by asking that question, you know, <laughs> you know, you can. It's, it's all about it. It's in the gov- in in our world, there is what is political, mm-hmm. and it deserves its due. Whether it's paying your taxes as you've been asked to do, or whether it's, um, I honestly think that voting is an important part of my Christian duty. Mm, yeah. Um, not for a particular party, but based on what I believe to be right, I think it's important to vote. And so I think that's part of giving to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God that it's God's. But yeah, I I mean, I don't know if that answers the question, but what do you think, Jeff? Is that- I, don't,
2: I, don't, I think that's actually part of how we understand justice in a community where there are people who – I mean, we all have to live in a place where we have to pay taxes. I mean, it's – Part of, in a sense, when I signed up to live in my neighborhood, but I also have a sense of justice on the other side. Uh, yes, justice where everything is. I pay what is due. That 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 uh, part of the justice that I is do something. But I also look beyond it and what is it really for? Why am I here in this community? What is this community for? And I think that's what Jesus said. What he said. Pay unto Caesar's.
1: Don't get caught up in you know what you think is righteous. Well, righteousness, right, is that relationship the, the right relationship with God and right relationship with humans. And so you could say, give unto God what is God's. That's, yeah, that's part of righteousness, and the other mm. part is giving to yeah. humans what they are what they are doing. What they are doing. Uh,
0: yeah. yeah. All right. Lachelle just had a comment, and she said, it breaks my heart when I see someone who I know to be a, a good church-going person treating others terribly, and it confused me so much as a child. And I really resonated with that last statement where mm. when you really have looked up to somebody – and again, not I don't take what she's saying as you know, throwing rocks at that person, but – because we've all been that person that have treated somebody really horribly, and it just uh, – and I think that, that part always resonates with me because, you know, there's little eyes looking, there's eyes looking all over the place, and then we just immediately lose trust in in people that think we might—maybe maybe they were under the assumption that we were somehow better than we were. I know you look at we can look at some people and go, man, that Pastor Ken, he's really got his stuff together. I'll bet. No, I don't you think know. many people are thinking and, that.
1: <laughs>
0: and, you know, and not that you want people to lift you up on some kind of pedestal, but also— I think it's um it really makes you it makes me feel good and it makes me want to be closer to God when people say man that's just what I needed to hear today and I think you know if this came from your you know your prayer time or or whatever led you to say what you said or to seek me out or to do you run into those things every so often and you go man how cool is it that God used me to be a part of bringing just a little bit of joy, or maybe a little bit of healing, or some direction to someone, and it's just to to lose that just seems like a a bigger tragedy, I think, than what we often may give it credit for. Yeah, but yeah, I would just
2: say in regards to that is whenever we hear those things, that's you know, whenever we hear something, we say, Boy, I really needed that i i I go back to the community again, and mm. why did why did I get that right right and how does that how does that actually contribute to my community and right. I think we have to look in those terms and think in those terms that it's not just about what I can get but also what I can give yeah. in that regard
0: no i i think that's i think that's totally true, and I think it makes what we it makes all that all that studying that time with God not that it's not rewarding just personally but maybe that goes to your point Ken maybe we just don't have as much of a personal relationship or it is as important as we think until it's shared with community and then when someone says hey you guys have really been killing it with the podcast i've really been finding meaning i've been finding that i listen every week and i i can't wait to listen and things like that and you think, well, you know, all the time that, you know, you prepare in sermons and we prepare to talk and we, we try to open up to the Holy Spirit to just let people hear what he needs them to hear. And you go, again, that is just to me, that is really cool that, that God can use Imperfect Randy to do something good for somebody else. And then Shay said, thank you for having this discussion, Pastor Ken. It was the truth and it was needed. So I just wanted to make sure that. You step out into politics from up front and, you know, you're just you're opening yourself up. And, uh, of course, Whole Life Church, you're probably in a a pretty safe environment overall. But congrats, because I think that was uh, everyone appreciated that. And that came through multiple times in our questions. So, all right, let's see. Oh, one of our Whole Life Reflections asked if a large part of believing God and being obedient to God means being kind, fair and equitable to others. How are you doing at believing God? and being obedient. And so that, my friend, was where I really thought we came down to kind of the rubber meets the road. How are we doing? Because that, that kind of throws the challenge. It's, it
2: is kind of a full circle. You started with an obedient question, and now we end with an obedient and you, question. And you,
0: and you get back to it, and yeah. you just kind of go, how am I doing if this means that it's just being kind and man, life is busy and we're often too short with people. We don't spend enough time to, yeah. when we say, how you doing? We don't expect someone to actually go, I don't know. And a couple of weeks ago, I had a pretty rough week. And Pastor Ken asked me how I was doing. And I was a bumbling fool for 10 minutes. And he hung out the whole time with me. And that meant the world to me. Somebody else who I didn't know, well, I know them, but didn't know they saw the whole thing came up to me later on that night, it was downtown community, wanted to know when we could go out and hang out. And I don't know that we've ever done that before, even though we're pretty good friends. And this week, they're like, hey, we still haven't hung out yet. It's awesome. So that's one, of those, uh, that's one cool. of those things where, you know, this community that we're talking about in just how we treat everything, justice. And I know today we went into criminal justice. We went into all kinds of justice. But I think it's a good rounded conversation to just think about in all aspects, how are we doing? And then our final thoughts from Ken's message. I love this. He said, if we can't learn to talk to each other down here, meaning in earth and the church, to put the political designation by the side of your name and walk into here at church with your brothers and sisters, you're going to have a hard time walking into heaven. (laughs) family can we agree to talk about last day events and understand that it's not political discussion but biblical discussion, respectful discussion and conversation with each other. Respectful discussion and conversation with politics at the center. Hmm. Well, I finally thought we'd put away the velvet sledgehammer but this week we unveiled the velvet anvil. <laughs> so this week watch out if the if you see the roadrunner out there, you know, you know who's not far behind with the anvil and just stay away from him because <laughs> he gets it every single time. So there you go. Next week. We're still in the Old Testament, but we're moving about,
1: We're going to actually talk about specific societal justice that God put in place. So mm, when, okay. when we start talking about what God actually thought societal justice ought to look like, we're going to take a look at some very specific examples of what God thought should be happening.
0: Cool. I like the sounds of that. So we went from politics. Now we're gonna we're gonna go to societal justice. Another thing, cool thing. I don't think in, I don't think since we've been at Whole Life Church, I don't think my parents have ever been. Maybe once, long, long time ago, it was a special event. I think it was a concert or something. My parents are coming to church with us this week.
1: All there right. You go. So they. Well, now you've added some added pressure to me. Oh, I know. Okay. I'm going
0: to be like, see, I've been talking Ken up. Now we'll see how uh, we'll see how the- <laughs>
1: see what happens. I think
0: my mom listens to the podcast every so often. She'll uh, she'll comment, but I don't. Know I know my mom it, does. But- hey, mom. Hey, mom. Mrs. Mrs. What Mrs. episode Petmore? numbers was this? I'm glad you asked. It's two ninety eight. Wow. Ooh,
1: so we've got like. Two, two more weeks because We've, we need to do something big. Did we get? <laughs> did we get Cinderella's castle yet? Or
0: uh, I asked Bernie and he made some mention. Of course, he's in Kilimanjaro, so he's of no use to us right no. now. And he uh, he had mentioned someone's back porch that overlooks Disney and fireworks. So that's getting closer. <laughs> no. Nathaniel did come up with a good idea. He said maybe we could go to Duck Duck Pro and uh, use the green screen and see what <laughs> if someone has some footage <laughs> of that place. You know, we could maybe. Are we gonna, can, we're
1: going to do a live event, though, right? I think we have to do we've a gotta live do event. We've
0: got to do a live event. So I, by, before this week is over, we'll come we'll up with come something. Up with a plan. And we'll come up with somewhere. I feel and like we'll there's go.
1: got to be food involved, too. I feel like there should be. I feel like there should be. I mean, 300th episode, that's a big deal. Yeah. That's a
0: pretty good—it's actually been in April will be six years that we've been doing the podcast. Six, six big years. Deal. Wow. That's a, that's a, it's a pretty, the other day on LinkedIn, someone asked, what's your, uh, how many episodes of a podcast have you done and how long have you been doing it? And uh, when I I put in, uh, no, it wasn't, it was on, I'm sorry, it was Twitter, I believe. Anyway, and they're like 300, like, how have you been doing this? I'm like, it's weekly. And they're like, you've never missed a week. And I'm like, not one. We have a couple of bonus episodes, and we did do two— We didn't miss a week. You sure? We've never missed a week. We did—the We did the two weeks I was in Hawaii— Jeff,
1: you've missed a couple weeks. I know. i missed a lot <laughs> of weeks. Well, when, when he says we, he's talking about uh, himself. himself. That's I what mean, I'm like, thinking. I've missed yeah. a week. Yeah. Missed. Yeah. I'm yeah.
2: thinking from the standpoint of even the podcast has yeah. always gone every on. Week. It's every Man, week. Man, you're better than the mailman.
0: We've never missed a deadline, and the wow. two weeks I was in Hawaii— I our old platform it was not an automatic like we have now. I had to right. actually go in and load it and you uh, did. and do and I had to put all I'm the stuff. Impressed. in But I, it was uh, we, we did. To, make we it. need
1: to get you something golden for the
0: <laughs> Maybe the well we have some new microphones coming. <laughs> the
1: and maybe golden we can, we, EIB we, microphone. <laughs> oh no
0: no 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 no. <laughs> maybe we can dip these in some glitter. <laughs> oh <here> we <laughs> glitter. there we go. There we
1: go. probably be. It probably won't be good for them, but sure why <laughs> sure, not?
0: That's probably within the budget to make that happen. So we'll go with that but you know if you come up with something last minute that's just like hey this is a cool idea or hey guess what i've got three grills and we can you know we can grill veggies and hot dogs and veggie dogs and everything else with a great view of the ocean or in, downtown orlando Or and
1: our five thousand fans that will flock to yeah, uh <laughs> you you're have to have parking i think yeah parking and maybe validating event it. parking
0: yeah maybe uh valley i don't know
1: how many people showed up at our last live event
0: we had about 25 to come through total 25 or 30 and so then that was that was kind of got switched that i mean at least we were close to where we were (laughs) supposed to be but anyway so if you come up with another idea if not we're just going to do something and then we will invite you all and invite friends and all that good stuff and so that will do it that's next week is 299 and then 300 that's it all right so thanks for listening as always send in your questions comments and have a great week That think we might, you know, maybe maybe they were under the assumption that we were somehow better than we were. I know you look at we can look at some people and go, man, that pastor Ken, he's really got his stuff together. I'll bet. Yeah, I don't think know. many people are thinking that and, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and not that you want people to lift you up on some kind of pedestal, but also, I think it's um, it really makes you, it makes me feel good, and it makes me. Want to be closer to God when people say, Man, that's just what I needed to hear today. And I think, you know, if this was, if this was, you know, c- came from your, you know, your prayer time or, or whatever led you to say what you said or to seek me out or to do, you run into those things every so often. And you go, Man, how cool is it that God used me to be a part of bringing just a little bit of joy or maybe a little bit of healing or some direction to someone? And it's just to, to lose that. Just seems like a a bigger tragedy, I think, than what we often may give it credit for. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I would just say, in regards to that, is whenever we hear those things, that's you know, whenever we hear something, we boy, I really needed that. I I I go back to the community again, and why did why did I get that? right, Right. And how does that how does that actually contribute to my community? And I think we have to look in those terms and think in those terms. That it's not just about what I can get, but also what I can give, in that regard.
0: No, I, I think that's I think that's totally true, and I think it's um, it makes what we it makes all that all that studying that time with God. Not that it's not rewarding, just personally, but maybe that goes to your point, Ken. Maybe we just don't have as much of a personal relationship, or it's as important as we think, until it's shared with community. And then when someone says, hey, you guys have really been killing it with the podcast. I've really been finding meaning. I've been finding that I listen every week and I, I can't wait to listen and things like that. And you think, well, you know, all the time that, you know, you prepare in sermons and we prepare to talk and, and we, we try to open up to the Holy Spirit to just let people hear what he needs them to hear. And you go, man, again, that is just to me, that is really cool that that God can use imperfect Randy to do something good for somebody else. And then uh, Shay said, thank you for having this discussion, Pastor Ken. It was the truth and it was needed. So I just wanted to make sure that, that, you know, you step out into politics from up front and, you know, you're just you're opening yourself up. And, uh, of course, Whole Life Church, you're probably in a a pretty safe environment overall. But, you know, uh, just congrats because I think that was uh, everyone appreciated that. And that came through multiple times in our questions. So, all right, let's see. Oh. One of our whole life reflections asked if a large part of believing God and being obedient to God means being kind, fair, and equitable to others, how are you doing at believing and being obedient? And so that, my friend, was where I really thought we came down to kind of the rubber meets the road. How are we doing? It's that, that kind of throws the challenge. It's, it
2: is kind of a full circle. You started with an obedient question, and now we end with an obedient you, question. And you,
0: and you, and you get back to it. Yeah. And you just kind of go, how am I doing If This means that it's just being kind and, man, life is busy, and we're often too short with people. We don't spend enough time to yeah. say, how are you doing? We don't expect someone to actually go, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And a couple of weeks ago, I had a pretty rough week. And Pastor Ken asked me how I was doing, and I was a bumbling fool for 10 minutes. And he hung out the whole time with me, and that meant the world to me. Somebody else who I didn't know, well, I know them, but didn't know they saw the whole thing, came up to me later on that night. It was downtown community. Wanted to know if we could go out and hang out. And I don't know that we've ever done that before, even though we're pretty good friends. And this week, they're like, hey, we still haven't hung out yet awesome so that's one of those uh that's cool things where you know this community that we're talking about and just how we treat everything justice and i know today we went into criminal justice we went into all kinds of justice but i think it's a good rounded conversation to just think about in all aspects how are we doing and then our final thoughts from ken's message i love this he said if we can't learn to talk to each other down here meaning in earth and the church to put the political designation by the side of your name and walk into here at church with your brothers and sisters, you're going to have a hard time walking in it. <laughs> Family, can we agree to talk about last day events and understand that it's not political discussion, but biblical discussion, respectful discussion, and conversation with each other? Respectful discussion and conversation with politics at the center. Hmm. Well, I finally thought we'd put away the velvet sledgehammer, but this week we unveiled the velvet anvil. <laughs> so this, w- this week, watch out if, the, if you see the roadrunner out there. You know, you know, he's not far behind with the anvil, and just stay away from him because he gets it every single time. So there you go. Next week, what are we're on to We're still in the Old Testament, but we're we're going to talk in.
1: about we're going to actually talk about specific societal justice that God put in place. So, mm, when, okay. when we start talking about what God actually thought societal justice ought to look like, we're going to take a look at some very specific examples of what God thought should be happening. Cool. I
0: like the sounds of that. So, we went from politics, now we're going to, we're going to go to societal justice. Another thing, cool thing, I don't think in... No. I don't think since we've been at Whole Life Church, I don't think my parents have ever been. Maybe once, long, long time ago, it was a special event. I think it was a concert or something. My parents are coming to church with us this
2: week. Oh, there you go.
0: So they oh, now you've
1: added some added pressure to me. I
0: know. Yeah. I'm going to be like, see, I've been talking, can up. Now we'll see how uh, we'll see how. <laughs> <laughs> what happens. I think my mom listens to the podcast every so often. She'll uh, she'll comment, but I don't. Know I know my mom does. does. Hey, mom. Hey, mom. Mrs. Mrs. What Mrs. episode Lattmore? numbers was this? I'm glad
1: you asked. It's two ninety-eight. Wow! Okay, so we've got like two more weeks because we need to do something big. Did we get <laughs> Did we get Cinderella's castle yet? Or uh, I
0: asked Bernie, and he made some mention. Of course, he's in Kilimanjaro, so he's of no use to us right no. now. And he uh, he mentioned someone's back porch that overlooks Disney and fireworks. So that's pretty close. <laughs> Nathaniel did come up with a good idea. He said maybe we could go to Duck Duck Pro. And uh, use the green screen and see what, if someone has some
1: footage of that place,
0: you know, we could maybe. Are we gonna, we're going to do a live event, though, right? I think we have to We've do a gotta live do event. We've got to do a live event. So I, by, before this week is over, we'll come we'll up with come something. With a plan. And we'll come up with somewhere. I feel like we'll there's go. got
1: to be food involved, too. I feel like there should be. I feel like there should be. Um, I mean, 300th episode, that's a big deal.
0: Yeah. A pretty good. It's actually been in April, will be six years. That we've been doing the podcast.
2: six they, years. Wow.
0: You know, that's a that's a it's a the other day on LinkedIn. Someone asked, what's your uh, how many episodes of a podcast have you done and how long have you been doing it? And uh, when I, I put in. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was on. I'm sorry. It was Twitter. I believe. Anyway. And they're like 300. Like, how have you been doing this? I'm like, it's weekly. And they're like, you've never missed a week. And I'm like, not one. We have a couple of bonus episodes, and we did do.
2: We didn't miss a week. You sure?
0: We've never missed a week. We did. We did, we
1: did the two weeks I was in Hawaii. Jeff, you've missed a couple of weeks. I know. You're I've missed right? a lot of weeks. When, when he says <laughs> "we," he's talking about yeah, himself. That's he's what I'm like, thinking. A week. Yeah. But I'm
2: thinking from the standpoint of even the podcast has yeah. always gone on. Man, week. you're better than the mailman.
0: We've never missed a deadline. And the wow. Two weeks I was in Hawaii. I, our old platform, it was not an automatic like we have now. I had right. to go in and load it. And you I, did. And, do, and I had to put all this I'm stuff. I'm impressed. I, it was, uh, we, we, did, like, we need could. to get you something golden for a second. <laughs> well, we have some new microphones coming. More hmm. than microphone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Maybe we can dip these in some. Okay. There <laughs> Glitter. There we go. There we go. It probably won't be good for them, but sure. Why <laughs> it not? That's with probably within the budget to make that happen. So we'll go with that. But, you know, if you come up with something last minute that's just like, hey, this is a cool idea, or hey, guess what? I've got three grills and we can, you know, we can grill veggies and hot dogs and veggie dogs and everything
1: else with a great view of the ocean or in, downtown Orlando. And or, our 5,000 fans that will flock to. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you yeah. have to have parking, I think. Yeah, parking. Yeah. I mean, maybe validate. Event parking. Yeah, maybe uh, belly. I don't know. How many people showed up at our last live event?
0: I think we had about twenty-five to come through total, twenty-five yeah. or thirty. And so, then that was, that was kind of got switched. up I mean, at least we were close to where we were supposed right. to be. But anyway, so if you come up with another idea, if not, we're just going to do something, and then we will invite you all and invite friends and all that good stuff. And so that will do it. That's next week is two ninety nine and then three hundred. That's it. All right. So thanks for listening. As always, send in your questions, comments, and have a great week.